Hello and welcome to I'm on my period piece. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Terry and I'm a Laura Biter. <laughs> and we're the Sherman sisters. We did record last week and oh you know what? God. The vibe was completely off. We have never left an entire episode purposefully on the cutting room floor. Yeah. But, but we did that time. You know what? Mercury had was freshly Gatorade. So it was. <laughs> it was extremely freshly Gatorade. I mean, we're still in retrograde at the moment. I can't promise you a great episode, but I can guarantee it will be better than whatever we were trying to serve you last week. The vibe is better today, I think. I feel better. I, I mean, I came over already kind of tipsy. Yeah, that's that's so, already a mark in the, the correct column. Yeah. Um, we've also been watching, you know, funny old vid- vidges and listening to songs from the good old days, so... 15 it's got years me in the right headspace. A young man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's different now. It hits different. Um, but yeah, also last week, the movie that we recorded about was... I would say uniquely bad. We've watched some bad films. We have. We have. We've watched some really bad films. But that one... There was nothing to parse from it. No, it was so bad. There was not a thing in the world. It was so bad. It was a Vincent Price. I mean, I would say The the Countess was bad. Every October and every December are going to get harder and harder for us because there's not that (laughs) many... All the good ones are gone. The good Christmas and um, Halloween period pieces are getting... They're thinning out. We may just have to, at some point, say... Revisit the classics or... Yeah, we. I would love a revisiting classic. Well, and moment. you know what? The, we a actually redux. this year we can talk about the new Little Women. I think. Mm, yes, did, we, we didn't can. have a full episode on it. We did, did we? not. Okay, there's that. There is that. Um, but anyways, this week we watched a movie that was also not great. Uh, but it, interestingly, it at least, it, it at least was had a film. plot. It had beginning, middle, and end. Technically, there were actors you would recognize. Uh, and okay, so we've so, got thoughts about it. We'll get into that. Last week, we were meant to do Witchfinder General. Yes, and I'm gonna chalk that one up to my own sense of wanting some like '60s pulpy fun. Yeah, I thought that was gonna be a different kind of thing than what it's it was. Different. It was different. We started <laughs> listening to that podcast episode, and we we're like, you know what? <sighs> Not even worth it. Because we talked about the movie for maybe 10 minutes and then got mad about, like, various other things. Don't, well, we will have to tie off on one piece of pop culture news. Yeah. Moving oh, forward. Oh, yes, we'll, we we'll do. Get back to, we'll, we'll get the hot tops there in a second. Yeah, but, we'll get to um, that one. Get to anyway, that one. Anyway, there's also new developments since last week anyways, so. Oh, I'm going to need you to fill me in on Okay. That. Okay, yeah. as always is our custom here on the menstruation joke podcast. <laughs> um, should we sync up? We should sync up, bitch. Um, what have you been up to? Thank you for asking. You're welcome. It's always me first, huh? Yeah, as tradition dictates. It seems like it would be weird to change it up now. It would, yeah. Well, and I touched on this last week, which is the lost episode. We mm. did have actually a really good lost episode years yeah. ago for oh, Love that was and Friendship. Like, we can't even talk. Lindsay and I can't talk about it. We it should was, re-record about Love and Friendship, though. I, that was like, a good but movie. There was like so much magic that was lost. <laughs> it was but so I, sad. It, I was so devastated <laughs> by that. Anyway, and our you were second, gracious about it. Second lost episode. Well, because. Who freaking cares? This yeah. doesn't pay my bills. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> um, she said Taurusly. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, I mostly what I've been up to is watching a lot of Outlander. Yeah, um, dude. I am now on season four. Mm. Yeah. How many episodes are in a season? Uh, about 13. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, they're hour long. That feels, well, so the hour long about, of it all is... About a season a week. Okay. Um, Ooh, boy, so the commitment. My friend who is my boss who is my boss who is my friend... Right. Um, ...is also watching this. Uh-huh. And we have been... It's like... A dedicated part of our day, like where are you? What's happening? <laughs> I, we were just reviewing. Uh, there is like a a list of the best and worst love scenes because there are a lot of them. Oh boy! And I, I just there's anyway. That sounds really bad, doesn't it? No, you know I started watching it um, partly because everyone was like, ooh. These two. It is and it isn't. There's some that I was like, ooh, really missed the mark on that one. Yeah. She's drunk on turtle soup and has a fever in one of them. And most fans are like, Hachi, Chachi. No. Uh, Yeah, no. First of all, turtle soup. For, Couldn't be me. I am actually I have a more adventurous palate than you because famously I'm the sports twin. <laughs> um, it's it's not the soup that, that gives me pause. They look like hands to me. <sighs> <laughs> You trained me to do like, this. Yeah, I was going to say, there's, like, I, there's not a winning position for you to be in there because I used to be offended when you didn't make that <laughs> joke, and now that you make it, I'm I'm like, 
what has goth rot. <laughs> uh, anyway, I, did you hear how I just said mis- goth rot? Goth- <laughs> I was gonna let it go. I had a little bit of whiskey. It's okay. Um, anyway, what hath God wrought? Yeah. Um, that the soup doesn't give me pause. It's just the very notion of of feeling romantique mm-hmm. while mm-hmm. one has a fever. Yeah. No. Couldn't be me. No. Couldn't I, be me. I am irrational with a fever. Completely so, irrational. Um, Famously, and you know this, that when I have a fever, I. You and I both cry. Yep, mom does too. But I feel the need to tie it to a purpose. <laughs> so I watch a sad movie, and my go-to sad is, of course, say it with me, Brokeback Mountain. Oh, I was going to say, my go-to sad when I need to cry is about time. Oh, God, another one. That one really gets me, bitch. Every it, single time. It's it really <laughs> It really does. I think often about the way Craig cried in the theaters and my repressed Protestant ass being like, please, we're in public. (laughs) It was me that was doing the crying. Uh, Parker was like looking, he turned fully and looked at me, like turned 90 degrees and was like, you okay? You know that TikTok audio that's like, oh God, I want to feel again. That's me. (laughs) I I am sad that I can't cry. That's like how it, yeah. goes, yeah, from there. Do, 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 do. Anyway, so I've been watching a lot of Outlander. Um, and then, I, as you know, you were present, hosted a talent show in my yes. backyard. Yeah. It was distance, whatever. Everyone asked. Everyone got tested. Yeah, it was, you know, all the proper precautions. All, all the proper blah. precautions. What was it? Everyone was tested for a minute. Yeah, I'm trying yeah. to remember that Fire that Island meme. photo. <laughs> yeah, everyone tested wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Um, which, to be fair, I did do a masked singer competition mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. I came out as a hot air balloon. That um, was really so funny, bitch. I, I, so a lot of photos and videos from this evening of me emceeing a talent show really made me revisit some, I, I, it plunged me into a state of dysmorphia <laughs> no, for a few no. Days. no, it's fine because I'm going to get scared. That's a lot happening. My hair was out of sorts. I was doing a lot of crazy impressions. And they were funny. I I appreciate you saying that. And you looked good. Thank you. Well, to be fair, so I... I you had, like, a lot of costume changes, though, too. a lot of costume changes that made my hair look crazy. So the first the first thing I did, uh, on Nicole's insistence, was that we came out in our matching... Mm-hmm. Not matching, but they were a set that she custom-ordered for Vegas last year of our behind-the-candelabra swimsuits. <laughs> so mine is Mine is Matt Damon. <laughs> Hers is, of course... Um, What's his name? Michael Mr. Zeta-Jones. Yeah. Michael Douglas. Um... Because it makes sense that that would be the way it goes. I'm the blonde one who drives. And you're the youngest. And I'm the youngest. Yeah. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Folks, that's what we call an on-air burp that we're not going to edit out. Uh, Oh, no. We love it. It's show business, babes. (laughs) It's show business. Uh, Anyway, so... Started wearing that with a blazer and uh, not control top tights for me. Um, I couldn't tell. You looked good. I, I feel like I looked like uh, a Muppet baby, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> and then I, okay, so changed back into my emceeing outfit. And then for the intermission uh, mass Singer show, I, I put on like a turtleneck and uh, running pants and... Mm-hmm. A basket with the bottom cut out, balloons tied to it. It was so funny. Such a goofy costume. <laughs> what made you come up with that? I don't know. I think that somehow the okay. So I was talking about my physics teacher in, in high school, who yeah. used to, as a special little treat for us on Fridays, play up, up and away in my beautiful balloon. Okay, I was wondering where that song came from yeah, like, when you what, came out. Well, I, famously, I was kind of a haunted teenager who like knew shit like that. Okay, as, as I had told you in the last episode that was left on the cutting room floor, yes. I became acquainted with the band The Sandpipers <laughs> because there was a Liza Minnelli movie playing on TV in which there was a sex scene and they were listening to come saturday morning (laughs) and me at 17 was like oh this shit rules bro (laughs) and that's why i have the taste of a a person with joint issues (laughs) um so i was familiar with that song and then i was we were just talking about the mass singer and how all of the like masks are very silly it's like the egg or like the butterfly and i thought the hot air balloon would be like a perfect it was 
accompaniment. So funny. But Nicole just went straight up for, like, licensed character Dobby the house elf. And it was also hilarious. She wore a nude suit and these, like, this nasty mask and these nasty, like, little gremlin hands and did, um, she walked out to, oops, there goes my shirt right over my head. (laughs) Oh, Oh, my. my. And then danced to Slave for You by Beyonce. It was Not Beyonce. Not... Beyonce, Britney Spears. Britney Spears. Yeah, anyway, so that was my weekend. I cleaned for talent show, did talent show, then I cleaned after talent show, and then I Double slept and Outlander. What have you been up to, bitch? Oh my god, girl. Well, you know, um, truly not a lot, as you can imagine. I went to your talent show, which was like my big outing for the weekend. I was so very happy to see you. I was so glad to go. Next year, I'm going to have to get a sitter and bring Parker, because I was and trying to explain. And you're going to have to do a talent next year. You can only go so many years without doing That's one. true. But I, need, I was trying to explain to Parker how funny it is, and I'm like, you just got to come it's just a good ambiance it's a good it's a good vibe um but yeah I like time is a flat circle I Mm -hmm. I just got a notification from the Austin Public Library that my most recent batch of books is already due and I'm like I was like bitch uh, how I've read one of the three so anyways I gotta get going on that and uh I mean I've been oh I started watching I May Destroy You I'm like it's so good I'm like not quite halfway through but um I think I'm four or five episodes in, but, um, oh my God, Michaela Cole is so cool. And like, she just is that pink wig is such a good look. It's such a vibe. Her friends are so great. Like at the chemistry that she built in to these characters so that you can just tell that they genuinely have such love for each other, even as like, they try to like take on each other's burdens, like while they're also going through their own shit is just really something to watch. I don't know. I'll say, too, that the actor that played her Italian boyfriend deserves mm. rights. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about him. I just think he's extremely handsome. Yes. That was a sweet character from so far. I mean, uh, I mean he may... No, he may not be. Okay. Um, well, where I am, he has just told her that she needs to lay off the drugs. Yeah. And he's like, I'm embarrassed to be a drug dealer. Like... I know a lot of people that have OD'd. You need to be careful. Like, don't do that. So, mm-hmm. although I was getting the impression from the first episode that maybe he was kind of, like, ghosty behavior. So, who knows? Yeah, a little bit. Also, the guy that plays her roommate deserves rights. Yes, he's sweet. And he, I love him. And I like her, what's her friend? Terry. No, well, Terry's beautiful, but the, um. Uh, Kwame. Kwame. Yes. I love Kwame. He's cute. There's, um, it's just a friggin' great cast. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, I was nervous because I had heard, like, the basic setup of the, like, the premise of it. And I was like, oh, that sounds like it's going to be depressing. But weirdly, it's not. Like, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, when you try to pitch it to a male friend, they're like, mm, oh, thanks. Yeah. But then, like, with women, they're like. Intense, but okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was going to feel too heavy, too intense to watch, and it really hasn't been so far. So No, I loved it. I might rewatch it. Have you met, um, oh God, I can't remember her name. It's like kind of a boy name, like Teddy. Teddy. I don't think I've met Teddy yet. Okay, I think you're really going to like Teddy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, yeah, the next um, book that I'm reading is the next Mona Awad, or the, the first Mona Awad book. So I'll return to you on that one, but... Um, I want them to make a bunny movie. There has to be a bunny movie. I finished watching The Politician season two. I actually maybe would trust Ryan Murphy with a bunny movie. I think I would too, because you you mentioned that the glassy-eyed girlfriend would make a good yeah. one of the bunny girls. She would. She'd be cupcake. And I was like, dang, that's exactly right. Like, It's, it's just true. Man. Honestly, a lo- like half the cast of The Politician, half the cast of Scream Queens, that would be like a really good Ugh, bunny. God. The Politician really did that it's so campy but so fun i mean i just have such a good time watching that show ryan murphy is suited to these times because it's like oh it's stupid and it makes no sense but you did give me kind of what i wanted right now right did he wait so is he involved in the politician or is it just uh i think so his writing partner that's gwyneth's husband brad falchuk brad falchuk um i think so but if he's not then that would maybe explain why the politician is better than some of his other say, stuff it just feels like it's um he is involved. F- okay. The follow-through is better. I think Brad Falchuk is maybe the more principal one. Okay. Um, okay. But yeah. man, they really were giving it to me this season. Also, Gwyneth Paltrow. If you enjoyed um, the the actor that plays James, Theo Germain, I have to suggest on Showtime, work in progress. What is that? It is um, a show. It's like kind of... 
it's Abby McEnany. She's like a comedian who's playing somewhat herself. And then she's like in her 40s and she starts dating like a cutie trans man in mm-hmm. his 20s who is played by that character. By Theo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like a dark comedy. Theo is so good on that show. Actually, really, it's such a good ensemble. I uh, mean, I also think McAfee is really cool. Yes, yeah, McAfee is really cool. And I she's love... in Glee like the last season really? or so, and it's like not a cool or notable character. I like dig her whole thing, like her glorious Steinem glasses and yes. the like wide leg pantsuits. Very that. I think I'm going to start uh, pursuing that as a look. I just, I did think that that seemed like your it most. D- you did come to my mind. Yeah, like that's going to be your most logical next step. Yeah, you're right. Um, but. The intensity of all those characters is very entertaining to watch. It's a great show. It's really... It's a great show. It's great. Um, friggin' The Raven. Oh, my God. Okay, okay. So the movie we watched this week So was, last week, to, to clear, clarify what was left on the cutting room floor. Yes, yeah. So we watched... Oh, yes. We, we, the Sorry. Witch Hunter General. Well, there was there was celebrity goss we were supposed to discuss. Oh, my God. You're right. You're right. Oh, my God. You're right. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen. And also, to be clear, I told Lindsay I did commit to this, that I will be doing a chart, mm-hmm, some mm-hmm. sort of infographic, mm-hmm. regarding which actors have um, appeared the most in the movies that we've discussed. Because Lindsay is positing that one of the ones in question, probably both of the ones in question, are high on this list. I, I think specifically the man in question. So Dominic West. So Dominic West. Now, sorry, ladies and gentlemen, and all friends. Folks. Friends and folks. Friends and folks. Um, so sorry about our deafening silence on this matter. Uh, as we Honestly, were not. like, it was it was extremely messed up for us to take an off week. As we were not when present. When this happened. So Dominic West, uh, who has been in such favorites as Colette, Pride, Mona Lisa Smile, and briefly in Chicago as Fred Casely, and The Awakening. So he's been in at least five movies that I know of yeah. that we've discussed. Out of, this is what, episode 108, 109? So... He's batting like he's twenty percent at least. Yeah, he's in or a lot. nearly. So he has been married for ten years to his college sweetheart. They have three or four kids together, and he was recently spotted smooching Lily James, Not star smooching, star of the Potato Peel something 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 Pot- society, Guernsey Potato Literary and Potato Peel, peel so- pie, pie Society. Boy, that's a convoluted title. You know, she was in Mamma Mia too. Yes, yeah. And she was also in Yesterday, which I thought was a cute flick. I had fun at the, at the cinema. With I that never one. saw Yesterday. I love one of my favorite things, and I wish I could remember where this came from is that when you and I say that we liked a movie, we say, I had fun at the cinema or I had fun at the movie theater. I think it is one of the more charming things that we do, and I will lay flowers at our feet now for that. Um, anyways, I generally like Lily James. I know that she is a bit um, divisive as a figure. Apparently, her new adaptation of Rebecca, which we had discussed talking about on this podcast, it is might not be worth it. Completely leaden. Like, it's supposed to be... I'll say, too, but that she and um, Mr. Hammer... Army Hammer. That'd be a... They try to skate by on their looks alone, but I think Lily James has a little something extra. She does. She's got, like, a little charm. Yeah. With him, I don't know that I'd see it. Army Hammer? Yeah. No, I don't see it. And I, in fact, feel like Call Me By Your Name would have, in fact, been better. Had somebody else played that character. And I would like you to maybe put forth who you think it should be. Oh, God. Sufjan Stevens himself, frankly, but he's not an actor. Oscar Isaac would have been a really compelling one. Oscar Isaac would have been... He's maybe a little older than... Uh, yeah, I suppose. I guess he's actually probably not that much older than... I don't think he is. I don't think he Armand. is. Armand. Um, there's a lot of actors that would have been... Uh, you know, Star of Outlander comes to my mind right now. <laughs> of course he does. For pretty obvious reasons. That dude is built like a friggin' two-ton truck. Really, that's the easier part to cast, I think. No, because you just pick someone pretty. Just Timothee someone pretty. Chalamet. It has to have some range. Timothy Um, is going to, moving forward, have parts just written for him. I think he probably is already. It's already happening. Basically offer only, you know? Yeah. Like, he's probably not auditioning for shit. No, he's completely not auditioning for Um, shit. But, yeah, I I find... We discussed this on the the Lost episode last week as well. (laughs) There are certain actors that are billed like they are supposed to be a heartthrob. And they just do absolutely... Nothing for me. And Army Hammer's one of them. Girl, it's the Gobi Desert. It's, um, what's it? Superman. What's his name? Uh, Henry, Henry Cavill. Cavill. Nothing. No, no, that does Sweetie, nothing. Sweetie, nothing for me. You know what? If you were like a tender poet 
Or like it had a dark past and a cool scar, See, perhaps. And, and that's my deal with Chris Evans, too, is like I physically I'm like, meh. But at least I will give him in the column that he is supposed to be rather sensitive and smart and he dated Jenny Slate. I think that he would be but him dating disarmingly Jenny Slate. a lot if you were in person. But, Probably. But I can't, when you are that level of like, I look like a comic book person, I can't draw the line between you and Coitus. Right. It's just right. too much for me. Right. And I think that we did talk about this last week and did get left as part of that episode yeah. was my, um, specifically my male sexual spectrum. Oh, yes. Yes, we did. Which yeah. is, um, it, so the, the kinds of men that I am attracted to, I'm so excited for my husband to hear this episode. <laughs> um, uh, they go from rancher, rancher poet. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, like your Heath Ledger's in Brokeback. Rancher poet who could throw me across a football field. Yeah, okay. To Faye Trickster who would destroy me for one a one-way ticket to space. So who would you put in the rancher poet category? Rancher poet category, thank you for saying it as such. You're welcome. Um, would be Heath Ledger as Ennis. Okay. So, but That's like the, that's the platonic obvious, ideal. Obviously quite gay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Nick Offerman as a concept. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, like the I, super mask. Yeah. But it, but it also has to be, it would have to Sensitive. be like, uh, the dude from Highlander reading a Robert Byrne poem to me. Right. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. And then Faye Tricksters. Faye are Trickster your... is your Tim Curry who would be like, I don't know my dear, I was only lying. Yeah. I would like to destroy a body now so that I can please go to Mars. You're Killian Murphy's. Killian Murphy's very, very that. Very that. Um, and, uh, Jonathan Rhys-Meyers in most roles. Right. Yes. Right. You said specifically Maxwell Leather Demon. Maxwell Leather Demon. Yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. The, the most. Or it's know, like, I to, that's my homework. I need to decide what mine is. What you, my... What your spectrum is? Spectrum is. I don't think that I know. I feel like if someone were just to like deviate from that, it, to me, it is an it's an X Y Z chart. Yeah, it's like that is. Um, if someone deviates too far from that uh, diagonal, yeah, that I'm gonna I'm gonna struggle. Then you're with just it. gonna be like, I don't know, I don't care for this. Yeah, I think that. So. Craig is uh, a manly man in many ways. Yes. He's, a, a he's an outdoorsman. He's an mm-hmm. outdoorsman. Mm-hmm. He's bald with a lot of hair. He's close to that, like, farmer poet. He's farmer poet, but he is a triple Sagittarius. So and he's so also he a trickster. Like, Would you like to enter the kitchen? You must answer my riddle this. <laughs> I think about that moment He's really checking time. all the boxes for you, truly. No, he's a great man. Yeah. But he really, like, there's enough chaos there that it's like, what? What? Yeah. And he let me do his makeup once this summer. So That's that was kind great. Of nice. That's great. Did you say that Sag? and Gemini are y'all are sister, sister signs. signs yeah that makes sense yeah that checks that's, out. I think about I often think about when I'm trying to understand someone's personality in regards to the zodiac or the enneagram mm-hmm. how they behave on a vacation mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like what role mm-hmm. they play in planning what role they play when we're there yeah you and Craig play the same role on Chaos vacation Asia. yeah <laughs> absolutely yeah. absolutely uh, like we'll be out somewhere and I'll be like what are they up to oh someone gave them a shot <laughs> Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm there to have a good time. Yeah, it's great. I lo- And I, I enjoy vacationing with both of you, like, a lot. It's great, man. Um, okay, so this friggin' film. So, oh, no, so we... Oh, we, Dominic West. We did Dominic not, okay, West. so we only got partway keep, through it. Keep me on task. Okay, so, yeah, boy, sorry. What a... That's a classic Sherman Sisters diversion right there, yeah, ladies it's, and germs. It's called Ziggin' and also Zagging. Zagging. So, um, Dominic West, Lily James, caught smooching in Rome. Okay. They both... He flew home quickly with, with a quickness. quickness yes and apologized ostensibly to his wife um although who knows maybe they like it's never been stated whether they have like an open arrangement I bet you dollars to dones they do and that he was apologizing for being indiscreet possibly although that is apparently i would stake my life on it on who weekly they were talking about how the daily mail which you know take that with a hugest grain of salt um couldn't do anything but had uh they had like some insider goss where somebody was saying that she was fuming absolutely absolutely fuming and so she um his wife is like from serious irish royalty like or or, um not royalty but what's the are they lairds do What's it called when you're like lord lords and ladies or whatever uh well i if is it Northern Ireland or Ireland? Ireland, Ireland. 
what's that called? Nobility. Nobility. Duh. Oh, okay. Okay. So yeah, they have this like this headline from the cut because I just googled Dominic West. Alone, yeah. And this is the headline from the cut from twelve hours ago is guy from the affair really just going for it. Yeah. So oh, she's a Fitzgerald. Yeah, a Fitzgerald. So they wrote a note that says we are very much still together. And our marriage is strong, or something. He studied English at Trinity. I would have thrown my peenies right at his face. Oh, he's also... <laughs> he also went to Eaton, so I think he's a rich boy as well. Um, he has a... Oh, oh my God. Okay, what? West starred in a series of online films known as the Carte Noir Readers. Made to promote French coffee brand Carte Noir, they consist of actors reading love scenes from a selection of sources and acting mm. from the commitment of justice. West reads extracts from Pride and Prejudice, Lady Chatterley's Lover, mm. High Fidelity by Nick Hornby, okay, whatever, Age of Innocence by Edith Wharton. Oh, damn it. That was rude. That's really rude. Life Class by Pat Barker, The Moment You Were Gone by Nikki Gerard, Something Childish, whatever, whatever, whatever. The point is the age of innocence. Okay, so, yes, the point is the age the of innocence. The point is the age of innocence in most places. And, so, he, speaking of Chris Evans, he, he and Lily James were, like, hooked together this summer. Mm. And, you know, I was like, yeah, he's kind of charmless. Dominic West definitely has a little something. I would have gone for him. But the something is also a wife. He's got a wife. So, like... Definitely that. And he's also, like, 20-something years older than her. Like, they started in a, um, a, a production of Othello together when she was, like, 19 and he was, like, 40. As much as I pew-pew that. Yeah. Like, I pew-pew it. <laughs> I rebuke it. I rebuke it. If Dominic West were exactly 20 years my senior, which would put him at 49. Yeah. Absolutely, and, and, and not, she's thirty one. So and she's not. Yeah, she's in. She's, she's like a great above me. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and and not with a wife. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah, no. It, there's there's something there. So the funny thing though is that yeah, he started on the affair. Yes, and he he's like you guys can't hear my Maura Tierney impression. Yeah, but yes. can you hear? It? Let's see if you can hear my mouth shifting. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> It's you gotta like make your mouth flat like the bill of a duck. <laughs> oh my god! So he, is... <laughs> I've never watched that. I haven't either. I just could tell you. I could just do my Maura Tierney okay. impression. Yeah, <laughs> it's very good. It looks Thank a lot like your Sandra Bernard. <laughs> it's no, it's different. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> but he's also apparently going to be playing. Prince Charles, specifically during the affair years, Girl, as they that, call it. How long do you think Netflix has been sitting on that big boy piece of information? <laughs> I don't know. In the crown, he's going to be opposite our tall queen, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Debicki, yes. playing Diana. And I don't know if he's tall enough to do that. He's not. So you don't have the right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll just tell you, like, he's not. <laughs> he simply isn't. I mean, how much older than Keira Knightley? Keira Knightley is he? Oh, God, Colette. I don't know. She, I w- she's my she's age. Your age. Okay, she's my so age. About, and he's, he's 51, 18. so he's 17 years older. Yeah. Damn. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's got a little something. He, well, he do. <laughs> like, I just can't. He simply do. It's I a Cheshire can't cat. I deny that. The funny thing is, in the Cheshire weekly, cat might be your, your type. <laughs> it could be. It could be a little bit that, yeah. Ooh, yeah. That's like my version of Faye Trickster, is it's the sort of like. Cheshire cat. Rye. I love like a wryness. Yeah, you do. Um. Anyways, so. The whole thing is very odd and a funny spectacle. And boy, it feels good to just chase a celebrity drama again. Oh, my God. As if the world was not on fire. Oh, God, I want to feel again. <laughs> very that. Anyway, so <clears throat> back to the movie at hand. The yeah, Raven, I just did. We, we had to release our official statement on Dominic West in <laughs> Lily James. <laughs> Which is that this is king, entertaining. King and queen of period pieces. And yeah. from where we're sitting, it's, I like to see it. <laughs> I like to see this one play out, boys. <laughs> so this movie, The Raven, oh, um, wow. is okay. The Gosh. cast, the cast, first of all, was what sort of sold us on it. We were like, oh great, yeah, okay, it's got so John can, Cusack. Like, yeah. We love him. Brendan Gleason. Brendan Gleason, we love him. Alice and actually, e. is this our first Brendan Gleason joint on the pod? That cannot be true. I I think that it might that, be. I, that cannot be true. And then, well, no, you're right. He was in uh, what's that? Gangs of New York, wasn't he? Did we ever go over Gangs of New York? I think we did. Bitch. I actually don't think we did. Is that right? I don't think we have ever discussed Gangs of New York. Bitch, that movie is wild as hell. Yeah, but which makes it crazier that we. I don't think we've talked about Gangs of New York or or Cold Mountain, both of which he is. Dude, dude, dude. We're dude. over here covered in absolute garbage. <laughs> we need to add those to the list. 
And we, I think there are some big Jane Austen ones we also still have never gone over. That's true. You know what's funny about... Do- and we never will, girls. Um, do- uh, Brendan Gleeson, as I was thinking about Donal Gleeson earlier, because... Yeah. Is he, that how you pronounce it? Yeah, Donal. Donal. Yeah. Um, I feel like a fool. Um, I know. I had said Dobbin Hall for a while as yeah, well. But, it's Donal. Okay. Um, uh, but he, like his father, has a half-broken picker, I think. Like, Wait, what? Half-broken picker when it comes to roles. Like, oh my God, Lindsay. Because, okay, so you like... You made it sound like that was about his penne. <laughs> no, his picker. Not his pecker. Oh, honey. Because, um, <laughs> like, this one, John, yeah. Cus- John Cusack has... He chooses some odd ones. Luke Evans was in what I think is maybe one of the worst ten movies we've covered on this pi- This. Oh, pod. I would love to go over an episode of our worst ten Which movies. Which is... Oh, we should do that. Which was... Um, Mr. Wonder Man. Professor Marston and the Wonder Women. Yes. Um, Alice Eve, who I generally Started like. Started for 10. Yeah, she's great. That was a great one. And I generally like her, but this movie, you guys. It's no, it's really not a good the movie. The acting okay, was so not Donald landing Wilson for me. was also an Albert Nobbs, which we have yet to cover. Oh my God. Brendan was? Brendan. Dude, Sorry, we gotta do Albert Nobbs. We, we, that, oh, it's such dicey. It's tender territory. Oh, it is? Well, I mean, oh, how it's to, about, is, it, is it about a trans character or yes, no? Yes, of course, but it's like, it's, it's, uh, Part and parcel, like when you cover a trans movie from ten years ago, you have to understand that like the dialogue in the mainstream was the not, discourse was not there was not there in regards to like you idiots should cast like an actual trans actor like the Danish girl Ugh. when it when it came out everyone was like they did it girls they did it He's and then it's like Oof. Kingdom of Heaven which we've not covered which I remember liking at the time which I think it. now I would probably not because I don't want to watch anything that glorifies the Crusades I've not uh, seen it and the Village which we should have covered for Halloween yeah oh. um, Cold Mountain still haven't Lindsay this might be our first Brendan Gleeson damn dude is that crazy that's what I He's thought in Braveheart. We've never talked about Braveheart. Dude, Braveheart. Dude, we've got some good cold weather season movies we coming really up. We really do. I think I could, we could just straight up do a month of Scotland. Dude. Bruv? I love that idea, bruv. <laughs> Every episode, it's just we pop open a whiskey and get absolutely unintelligible. <laughs> <laughs> I think that sounds great. Whereabouts in the film are Well, yeah. so Brendan Gleeson, though, is Irish, to, just to be clear. To be clear, but it seems like the... So but since you were talking about Braveheart. I was talking about Braveheart. Yeah. I was yeah, talking yeah. about that. But I'm just... Okay, so this movie, we have a good cast of actors. and But we they actually, all have sort of a spotty ability to choose roles, is what I will say. That is true. Brendan Gleeson less so. So here's the thing that is also interesting to note, is that the, the director of this film, Mr. James McTeague, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he has an interesting a little bit of a situation here as well. And that his first... Um, oh, the first movie v for that he directed on his own was V for Vendetta. And that movie's a heavy hitter. That movie is good. That's good. Straight up. And you actually don't want to revisit it now because it is set in the year 2020, which will depress you endlessly. Oof. And it's a worldwide pandemic. Oof. But it's a little bit of a plandemic in the movie, so. Yeah, we don't yeah, need no. to. Yeah, we don't we need, need to, to, to. Yeah, there's a we'll, lot We'll there. watch it again in 2022. Exactly very that. Uh, directed some of Sense8, which was a great movie. I never saw Sense8. Or, sorry, great show? Series. Show? Yeah. Yes, okay. but also had some, like, interaction with the Wachowskis. I guess did some stuff on that. But also interacted on Star Wars 2, Episode 2. Or Star Wars Episode 2, Attack Which was ugh, famously pretty terrible. Terrible. So, spotty. I would so, say yeah, this, spotty. this is a Broken Hearts Club. This was also around the time where John Cusack was just not getting the roles that he needed. The which, thing about John Cusack is that I love him. That is the thing about him, too. I absolutely <laughs> love him, but this is not it, girl. Can I ask a question that I think is um, fair? Yeah. Would you? Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay, I just want to make sure we're on the same page. Yeah. You know, he dated um, Meg Ryan for a while. That says something. And I... It really does say loved something. ...loved that for them. He was in Love and Mercy. Oh, that was a good movie. And that's a period piece, and we should and do it. And that is a period piece. So the thing about him is what... Oh, I didn't realize their father was a, a filmmaker. That makes sense. Dick and Cusack. also, Joan Cusack? She's legends only. <laughs> legends only for Joan Cusack. The thing about him as, as well, and also in as well, is do you remember when we saw, there's a film called 1408. Oh, bitch, I was hoping you'd bring it up. I'm glad you brought it up. I'm glad I brought it up, too. <laughs> um, also, he has a section on his Wikipedia called Politics, and the only subsection is Israeli-Palestinian conflict. He's like, he's, he's a progressive king. 
Okay, well, we love that. We love him. We love that. I was really hoping that would be where that was going. Yes, yeah. Um, he apparently also supported Lord when she canceled some dates. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know what that has to do with anything, but well, why that's on his Wikipedia. It's, it's under that section. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, anyway... Um, Lindsay and I saw the film 1408. It came out in the year 2000 and also, uh, eight, seven, seven. Okay. I thought it was eight, but it was seven. And there is a scene where he's in this hotel room and it's in Flamiato. It is in flames. And around that time we smell something's off. Mm. Mm -hmm. And this little, you know, teenager still with spots on his face comes into the room and is like, excuse me. Excuse me, patrons. They turn the movie off. They turn the movie off. They turn the lights on. They say, um, a popcorn machine has <laughs> caught a flame. <laughs> you need to leave right now. We will hand you all We um, will hand you checks to watch this again. <laughs> and at this point, the film had about 10 minutes. <laughs> so we, because we're Shermans, we all went back. And this also was the year of the writer's strike. So television was garbo. Yep. And they weren't on the same production schedule that we are now at at 10 plus years later. So yeah. like, mo- whatever movie you got was the movie you got. Well, was what you got. And as I recall, it was actually pretty scary. It was pretty scary, but we went back to the theater. And, and we sat through all hour and 20 minutes to before that. To get to the that. last 10 minutes. <laughs> and the last 10 minutes were like, fine. We didn't need them. <laughs> we didn't need them. <laughs> so I've seen that movie more you or less You know what else he was really a charmer in was Hot Tub Time Machine. Oh, bitch, I haven't seen that since it came out. I don't remember him being in it. He was crazy? very much the star of Hot Tub Time <laughs> See, Machine. I couldn't have told you that. Uh, him and Craig Robinson. Um, I, all this to say, clink, clink, we stand a Cusack. We love the Cusacks. We love the Cusacks. Um, so he um, plays Edgar Allan Poe. Now. <sighs> do you know what the internet told me? What? Is that um, Edgar Allan Poe did not have that facial hair. Really? He had a mustache. Oh, yeah, you know what? You're right. He did. And he had a weird face. He was not a charmer. He was not an attractive man. Edgar Allan Poe famously married his cousin when she was 13 years old. Okay, so why do we continue to celebrate the sex pests of our generations? I don't know. So I was reading a little bit about their... It's like we're drawn to it. Yeah. I was reading a little bit about their marriage. And some people, and I think this may be just a hopeful and a generous take... Because she was his first cousin, and he had been um, orphaned when he was two years old. Okay. And so some of his biographers feel that they had kind of grown up like, like she was family in the literal sense, and so they kind of lived like brother and sister and really didn't have like a sexual relationship. But she died at age 24, and when she died, it was pretty well known that he had like dalliances outside of their marriage okay and on her deathbed she died of tuberculosis she said she like named some woman that had allegedly been one of his paramours and was like um this woman is who murdered me or something what yeah like just to just to be dramatic okay was she a gemini (laughs) oh god that's a good question um but is it (laughs) <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> or is your brain broke? No, she was, uh, she's a Leo. <laughs> so there's that too. He was, I believe, a, uh, let's take a look. He was a Capricorn. Uh, or an Aquarius. January 19th. He was a Cap. He was a Cap. Yeah. Um, okay. Words. He died on mom's birthday. Aw. <laughs> Aw. And that was election day that year. They, what they, a great oh, time to kick it. God, they, if you're listening, <laughs> they allude I've to seen it. what you've done for other people, <laughs> and I would like you f- to do that for me. They allude to it in the final scene about something to do with, oh, beca- between your story and the election, this, this paper has been selling out. Okay. Um, but there were some people that thought that maybe he was... Um, that was part of what killed him, was that he was uh, used as part of voter fraud. Wait, what? Back then, they used to get people to just go in and, like, vote. And just and they die? Would, like, they, would, and they, would, <laughs> they would either get you, like, really drunk or, like, give you a... You could, you could like... You know, back then, there wasn't, like, an easy way to track people. So you could kind of, like, be like, yeah, my name is John B. Perkins, and I'm voting for Garfield. I don't know who ran in this election. It was... Um, 
Millard Fillmore and Zachary Taylor. Oh my god, a name a less rememberable <laughs> memorable pair. I would like to invite you to maybe one of the drunker episodes. <laughs> I'm not even drunk, I'm just a dumbass. No, I um, mean like but here's the thing is like someone really got their friggin' thong in a twist over Millard Fillmore at the time. And now they're like, who? <laughs> and I would like to think that perhaps that will happen now that people are going to be like, who is Trump? And like, we're going to be like knocking on our urns, <laughs> being like, he was an asshole. <laughs> he was a complete monster. Anyways, so um, uh, all that to say, Edgar Allan Poe wrote some pretty interesting stuff. They, they did say um, on his Wikipedia that he was one of the first known authors to make a living as a writer. Um, it's, yeah. It said so that that meant that he ended up having a financially difficult life and career. He's considered the inventor of the detective fiction genre. That's interesting to me. I didn't know that. Okay, but... And that's what this movie is all about. I... Mm, mm. How... Okay. I guess, I suppose, ahead of... Um, What's-His-Nuts, who wrote Sherlock Holmes? Yes. Oh, yeah. Arthur Before Conan that. Doyle? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, he was born in 1854. That makes sense. So he was... Arthur Conan Doyle was born after Poe died. in bebe when that happened. Yeah, that makes sense. So, okay, this film, it... it so, they, they take advantage of a little bit of a blind spot in mm-hmm. Edgar Allan Poe's life, which is his final days. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're like, we no one really knows what happened in his final days. So we so might as well I make it this whole fantastical <laughs> chase. The next obvious conclusion is that a serial killer committed a series of murders. In, in Baltimore. In Baltimore, inspired and, by his prose. And drew him into the narrative. And drew him into the narrative. That's the only logical conclusion we can come to. Yeah, that's simply it. And so, so he is... Um, you know he's a drunk. They they sh- which they keep telling us but not showing us. Well, no, he goes to the the pub. Yes, he goes to the pub, and they're like, "You have too much of a credit. You can't. You can't yeah. buy anything." Which and that like, indicates Don't that he's no who I am. Well, that indicates says, that he's been a drunk, but they never show him drunk. No, you're. Do you know right. what I'm saying? You're right. You're right. Um, the the I think that the exact line that lost me is when someone he said he was Poe. He was like. And his compadre was like, yeah, you can't pay for anything. And he was like, Poe, not poor, Poe. There's a couple lines like that where it's like, that's an anachronism. That's not a thing people would have said. I mean, a- apart from that, it's just like so extremely on the nose that it's like, yeah. Yeah. So he's broke as hell. He's, uh, can't get a drink at his pub, which the guy, the bartender is actually a mage character in downtown Arby's. Is he? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Mr. Bates. Um, he's a very lovable character. But um, I was like, I kept expecting him to have a bigger role, and he didn't. Um, so he goes and rails at his editor for not publishing his review of Longfellow and instead publishing a poem by Longfellow. And he's like, that guy is so bad. Um, so then he jumps Classic. into a carriage with the object of his male gaze, which is Alice Eve. Um, and her name is Emily... Hamilton, mm-hmm. a fictional person, um, and her dad is Brendan, Brendan Gleeson. So neither of those people are Americans, and they are doing their worst American accents. Truly, why? not even trying. It's like why this is happening on Outlander too. Just why the daughter is an English actor? Well, because they filmed everything in Scotland. And I know. They want to I sent fly you an American in. I sent you a TikTok earlier that was like British actors trying to. Be oh, I have American. not yet reviewed this, but I'm excited. It's very funny. It's very. It's very patches from yes. um, typical people when she's an Australian. <laughs> Balloons actor are good for friends. Trying to be an American. Balloons are good for friends. <laughs> so. It's this scene is so weird because it's three people that I'd be like Alice Eve, Brendan Gleeson, John Cusack. This Great. is like classic American accent bingo time though. But too, where they all chose different regions. Yes, like you're in Baltimore. Like right. you could do, you could do a funny Baltimore accent. Yeah. Case in point, Ms. <laughs> Elizabeth Banks in Thirty Rock. Yes. Do you oh oh no, let go. Like that accent's idiotic. That is. <laughs> The Balt, like the Maryland accent, it could be it's hilarious. If very you relate funny to it, right? But they were like doing. There was like some Southern. There was some like very recently received English. There was. It's just too much. It was the side on a thing, my and dudes. each person was doing different things at different times, different I, lines. But were you different know, accents. as critical as we are of this, it's like, uh, I mean, how many 
regions of England would we do in one sentence and an, an impression, you know? Oh, like, yeah, probably a lot. I mean, right now we're very caught on Jimma Collins. <laughs> the thing is, though, crack I'm the not... Change. <laughs> crack the change. I'm not trying to make a living as an actor. No. Furthermore... No. They could have cast any two Americans for these roles. Yeah, I mean, we we know that they had the availability. Like... What's going on here? So and what what motivated that? I say this with nothing but love. John Cusack, why? Right, right. Why John Cusack for this role? Why John Cusack with that facial so hair? So I was reading that apparently the guy that plays the uh, detective mm-hmm. was initially supposed to be Luke Evans, Jeremy Renner, disgusting. <laughs> I hate him. He was working on his app around this time, and um. Oh, okay, this is interesting. Ewan McGregor was also in talks for a role, but he dropped out. Joaquin Phoenix was approached to star at one point, and then they finally were like, fourth tier, we got John Cusack. But they filmed in Belgrade and Budapest. Literally, why? Were there tax benefits to this? Always. That's always the case. So maybe that's why they used European actors. Who knows? But uh, yeah, other than John but, Cusack, but everyone's Luke European. But Australian, is he not? I think he's English. Maybe he's Australian. I don't know. this up. So, anyways, this scene in the the carriage basically establishes Welsh. That, oh, establishes that uh, Edgar's girlfriend's dad is not into his whole thing and thinks he's a ne'er do well. This he's was, right. This scene is so leaden. It's just it's so bad. It's too much. So leaden is the exact right friggin' word. It dude. just feels like it's falling flat. So there's some cops, including which is one of which is Luke Evans, are investigating a double murder of a woman and her daughter, and the detective recognizes some spring-loaded lock thing that from a Poe story. Um, and then meanwhile, they cut over, and this was funny to me. They show this guy being tortured um, in... What madman made this dungeon, according to a Poe po- story... Oh, the pit and the, the pendulum? The pit and the pendulum? Yeah. I, he With, like, an axe, like, swinging at him? Different story than me. So, he's, like, laying on this, you know, tortured bench or whatever and having this, like, axe on a pendulum get lower and lower to, to kill him. But he's like, why are you doing this? I am, I have children. I am just a um, a critic. Why are you torturing me? And it, it gave me very take my hand from 30 Rock. <laughs> Murder face. <laughs> We are underneath one of Newberry, Connecticut's many libraries or something. Like It was very take my hand. So um, it turns out that that was also something from um, an Edgar Allan Poe story, loosely, The Pit and the Pendulum. So, um, and then the the man that was killed was a rival critic at the same paper. So people briefly suspect Edgar Allan Poe of having done it. Um, the detective uh, decides that, uh, I guess, for some reason, they've gotten some clue. There's something about a mask, and he thinks that this masquerade ball that's going to be at their house is going to be a, a target for another murder. And so he's like, can we have a police presence at your ball? Like, we'll be in costumes or whatever. And Brendan Gleeson's character is like very anti-cop energy and I appreciated it. And I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, he said tell them to scrape the shit off their boots before they enter and I was like oh, oh. Um, so um, they have this ball and em- or yeah Emily is her name she gets kidnapped at it honestly yeah. I was like watching half watching because I was like this is so me too stupid. because this movie like when you realize pretty early on that it's like a dumb movie the thing is the writing is so terrible it's very that yeah it's very that and it's very also it feels like something that if I had watched this when I was like 12 I'd have been like hell yeah Oh my god, that's so cool! They're using this. <laughs> They're using stuff from Edgar Allan Poe stories, Colorado. <laughs> yeah, no, because I'd be like, oh man, yeah, literary devices. No, but like totally. it's like the movie Anonymous. Like if I had seen it when I was like twelve, I would have been like, it's exactly the truth, and I've decided that. <laughs> <laughs> also from South Park, or like um, it kind of feels very like a national treasure. Except with actual death. It's giving very national treasure. So, um, basically, they realize that 
the murderer is taking cues from Edgar Allan Poe's story, so the in, the detective is having Poe help him figure out what's going on. They their foibles take them to the theater. Yeah, and naturally, Edgar Allan Poe's house gets set on fire somehow. Huh? Somewhere in there, there is a cask of Amontillado thing where he realizes that a ship that brought someone over is called yes. the Fortunato, and he's like. That's of the thousand insults of Fortunato is best I could. Yeah, and then exactly. It's like, My other story. Yeah, it's Cask of Amontillado. There are in fact tunnels beneath the city of Baltimore. Oh yeah, like the and he says that like the cop wouldn't already know that too. The water, the water sewers or whatever. It's like, come right. on, right? Very that and also and like, why would Poe know that? Why would Poe know that? But there's if there's so many friggin' tunnels, like why do you know immediately where to go? That seems very sus. My guy. <laughs> sus to me. It's just very the writing is very terrible. It, also, listen, I love you, John Cusack, but Q U A Y is pronounced key. Wait, Q U A Y is key. Oh, I'm stupid. And he just literally said quay, and they said, Lindsay, I would have said quay. <laughs> well, right. That's what it looks I like phonetically. I would have said quay. But somebody, it's key? It's key. But somebody, what? Yeah. <laughs> somebody should have told him it's key. So you're telling me that the singer of that great <laughs> song, <laughs> singer from the OC. <laughs> Bitch, you know what's funny? Finley, is I, Finley Key? I was just thinking about Finley I'm Key. About, I'm going to play it. It might be, he might be Finley Quay as a name, I don't know, but the word Q-U-A-Y is pronounced key. You remember this song? Oh, girl. You couldn't forget it. Of course I do. Finley Quay. <laughs> Wait, what is it called? Wasn't it like Domino? Dice. Dice. There it is. Hold on. Here we go. <laughs> I'm so excited. I bet it's so bad. Oh, yeah. Yep. I remember this. I remember thinking this song was the shit. Oh my you God. and Whitney used to listen the to OC. it. We had the whole OC soundtrack. We went to like in. a Mexican restaurant one yes. time in the Woodlands and left yes. and you guys were like, oh, Tortuga. It was Tortuga. It was Tortuga. <laughs> you were like, I can't wait to listen to Dice in the car again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we said it exactly. <laughs> Okay, cut the noise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. This one, hold on, hold on. We... Can't compare to when you roll the dice and swear you love for me. Yeah, y'all were, y'all were like sitting there and I was like telling you about my day and you're like, shut up, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Why aren't you the song Dice by Finley <laughs> We were heavy into the OC at that you were, point. I mean, and I get it too. And how, I mean, what's or not? So disappointing. Who? The, the girl that played the cool girl. Oh my god, Anna. She's like a trumpeter. I loved her. Yeah, and then we all yeah. loved her. She was like, we myth- were rooting for you. We she were all rooting for you. Miss. Urban Outfitters 2003. And she then, was high key though, now in retrospect, a major Manic Pixie Dream Girl type character. Extremely very that, babe. But like at the time, we were like, I don't know, she's wearing all the clothes I like. She likes the bands I like. Yes. Yeah, she was like, Death Cab for Cutie. I love them. And Seth was like, Oh my God, nobody listens to Death Cab for Cutie here in the Orange County. Right. And Dip, bitch, I might rewatch the OC. I can't bitch, I might rewatch the OC. <laughs> it's really great. Anyway, so back to the Raven. Yeah, this movie, um, whatever. So uh, the final reveal is really clunky. Um, there's like some Edgar. It's like he has to like go write some letter. It's so convoluted. He has to or he has to write some story that is going to be published on the front page of the paper that is aimed at the killer. It's very like, and in the end. Uh, the the love you take is equal to the love you make. <laughs> the hero offered his own life in exchange for the for his loves or whatever. Basically, he's trying to tell the killer that if he will set Emily free, then Poe will like poison himself or something. So, anyways, somehow it all works out that you find out that the typesetter at the paper is With a, a fan, very creepy face. Is like a Yolanda. He's like a super fan. It is giving very Yolanda, isn't it? And, um, but did you catch, did you recognize the girl that played the maid? 
No. So her name is Charity Wakefield, and I was like, why does her face look so familiar? No. She's Georgina Dimov on The Great. She's like the hot bitch at court that's married to that dude, and she's like the king's mistress. Okay, hold on, hold on. I loved The Great. Yeah, I'm only halfway through it, but I got How is that possible, girl? I watched that this summer. I know. I know. Charity Whitfield the Great. She's the Regina George. Okay, yes. Very bad. Yeah. So, anyways, this movie, um, I'd give it a solid D. I would say D as well. I would say that, like, I think that you have time to redeem your grade later this semester. Like, I understand you're, like, a good kid and you did something that was, like, not great. You had a hard week. Um, it happens to the best of us and like we are in a pandemic and like zoom learning is really hard and like I do want to be here for you however this was not your best work and if you continue to go down this path like I really don't see a future for you in academia (laughs) so on Rotten Tomatoes apparently it's got a 22% based on 129 reviews and the site's consensus states thinly script unevenly acted and overall preposterous the raven disgraces the legacy of edgar Allan poe mm-hmm. with a rote murder mystery that's more silly than scary yeah yep. i mean it really it is giving very the kind of thing that i would have tried to write in seventh grade be like this is it i did it yeah it but was funny goofy. audiences it was gave goofy. it a b because audiences are fucking idiots Lindsay. Stupid. so stupid so stupid have you ever talked to an american like really talk to them yeah it's not great not great, Rage. We're not a country of uh, uh, intellectuals. Yeah. No, and let me clarify. No country is. England, you think you're off the hook? You're not off the hook. I've met your people, too. No, yeah. Yeah, you're Everyone right. Everyone is stupid. Everyone is stupid is really my ultimate <laughs> takeaway from We're this. all Including dumb bitches. <laughs> it's all dumb bitch hours. <laughs> it's the thing that this kind of movie, too, is like when you have like a, a whodunit and the reveal is like, oh. It's, it's like, somebody that you like didn't care about like i wasn't interested like a dumb bitch but i'm like girl we're all dumb right right like right you you are dumb too they briefly showed this ivan a couple of times and and i will tell you my name is ivan (laughs) i'm an engine engine driver ivan's the typesetter that's the murderer yeah yeah, yeah, of course so i actually read ahead on the wikipedia to find out who was the murderer so just so that i could catch a couple of times where like the the they very clunkily tried to insert him into the script a few times. Like, they have the editor go, Ivan, take this to reset the front page immediately, or whatever. And it's like, other than that, though, I don't know. It's not like he and Edgar interacted with each other in any way, you know? No, there was nothing to indicate to me that that would have been the killer. No. And, like, why would I? That's stupid. Stupid. So, yeah, it was really... um, It's, like, it's a big jump from what we think that Edgar Allan Poe was doing in the last two years of his life. Mm -hmm. And also, okay, so 1850s is not um, untrodden territory for us. 1849 is when he died. Okay. He didn't even make it to 1850. So, but you get what I'm saying. Right. Mid-19th century. This is... is territory we have been in before yep Yep. maybe not in baltimore no i don't think we've ever watched anything in baltimore which we should watch hairspray oh yes (laughs) good morning baltimore with nikki Nikki blonsky from the movie hairspray (laughs) i almost called her nikki movie from the blonsky hairspray (laughs) real real dumb bitch hours over here real 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 dumb bitch hours um yeah, I um, I think I'm. I think we're in a, a unique position in this because we are Americans and we know how the sausage gets made and we know that this place freaking sucks. <laughs> it's what Baltimore so or just the whole these United States. <laughs> so I don't have a lot of like imagination or joy in regards to these United States. Like when a okay, so an Outlander. Season four, they find themselves in America, and they're, like, going to settle in the Blue Ridge Mountains, which is very mom and dad's, mom's people. Yeah, that's her mom. Mom's yeah, people. Mm-hmm. Do you know that the Scottish have a history with the Carolinas, which is explain why they would have, like, Abercrombies over there. And you know what's funny, though, is when I did my DNA test, mm-hmm. it's that I was only 5% Scottish. You straight up have an Abercrombie three generations back. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I guess maybe the name could have been passed down. Like, every Abercrombie man could have been marrying a woman that was mm-hmm. just English or German or whatever. But I'm like, that sucks, dude. Bruh, it sucks. I, I mean, I talked about this earlier, like, with my friend, boss friend. Boss friend. Yeah, boss friend. Um, who, like, I was saying, like, it doesn't, like, when you look at a DNA test, like, for most people in America, or most white people, I should say, mm-hmm. it'll probably be primarily English. 
No, so we weren't even. I wasn't even. I was 36% English. Okay, but we, I think most people would see English and be like, what's next? Like, right. because the English sucked ass. Parker is 50, fully 50% English. You want to go to the next island that was, like, betrayed by the English. Right. So, so it's like people want to be Scottish. They want to be Irish. Right. Mine was, like, 36% English and then, like, mostly Northwestern European. Like, it was, like, you're probably German, German Swedish, somewhere in there. And I was, like... And that checks out. Well, maybe folks who haven't seen us before, it's a lot of blonde. Potentially a little French, it said. Okay. You know. Could see that with the Gallic Swiss for us. Yeah. But, um... It was real boring. Real boring. I mean, who freaking cares? Yeah, who like, freaking cares? Who freaking cares? It's a mystery white. Yeah. Um, <laughs> exactly. But anyway, it feels very like the story of Janet because it's like Scottish people, Scottish settlers and Cherokee natives. Yeah. Word. Interacting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's where um, mom's from. Mom's, mom's, uh. But when they get to America, I'm like. <laughs> Who cares? Go back to Scotland. Go back to Scotland. <laughs> it's so pretty there. Oh my god. Oh my god. I Why would, would leave you ever it all? leave? I would leave everything here for Scotland. <sighs> Truly. Truly. Um. So next week, so we're we, gonna do something a little different. A little different for the girls. Um. We will be going over as we previously discussed. There is a maker of many. Um, Questionable, quality. questionable, but ultimately enjoyable pieces of media. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. His name is Ryan Murphy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and if we just did the Murphy verse, it would take weeks, months. Oh, absolutely. I mean, even if you think about Murphy's Hollywood, which came out this past summer. Oh, I didn't even attempt. to You watch know that. what? It is entertaining. Okay, it is, but okay. it, it does also posit an alternate universe where a Best Picture winner um, solved homophobia and racism in one good go. <sighs> it's a big one. It's a big task. It's a that big sounds, task. That sounds like a Murphy verse. Yeah, twist. it's a it's a classic Murphy verse. But in the spirit of Halloween, mm-hmm. we will be going over specifically. Um, American Horror Story. American Horror Story, excluding the most recent summer camp series that's set in 84, because neither of us have watched it. Oh my god, I started to watch it, and I was like, I'm bored. So what we will be doing is covering the specific plot lines throughout the various seasons that are somewhat attempted to be rooted. What? Excuse me. Oh my god. My Apple Watch is haunted. It very much is. It is very much is. So the the period piece episodes or seasons, sorry, of American Horror Story are Asylum, season uh-huh. two. Mm-hmm. Freak show. Well season one also has some. It does have roots. some flashbacks. Okay, so we're right. just gonna try to touch on all of you're these. right. Okay. And and sort of tell you which are the most accurate. I don't think Cult had any flashbacks. Right? Cult is based in nothing. Okay. Um, Apocalypse. Apocalypse is based tor- in that's not the 2016, is, but it's not a No, that was piece. Cult. I got that mixed up, too. Apocalypse was the one with... Cult and Apocalypse are based in nothing. Billy Eichner. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, so yeah, it's... Roanoke is very much the most rooted in history. Hotel um, has a couple of people that are actual historical figures. Mm-hmm. So we'll go over what's true, what's not true, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what the entertainment value is. Mm-hmm. How we would rate them. Yeah, absolutely. We will have our ultimate rankings of the seasons as well, excluding mm. the, the camp one, because we just couldn't watch it. I got excluding 1984. I've watched... And you know what? I also couldn't watch a whole lot of Carnival. Freak Show? There you go. That one is disturbing. That one had me messed up. When they had lobster hands out there finger blasting those women at a party, <laughs> like a Tupperware party, I was like, you know what? I think I'm out. <laughs> the thing that sticks with me from Freak Show is when... Is it Mamie Gummer? One of the Gummers. Uh-huh. Grace, one of them. Oh, they cut off all her limbs? No. They, her dad tattoos her face to look like a lizard and has her tongue <gasps> bifurcated because she is dating one of the dudes from the freak show. I cannot believe I did not tell you this. What? Okay. When I voted this yeah? week uh-huh. in Austin. Did you see someone with a bifurcated tongue? Oh my yes. God. The Ripley's Believe It or Not Lizard Man lives in Austin and he was oh. right behind me. His whole face was covered in, in lizard tattoos. That's based on a person? They did no, that Google based it. on a I think person? it's Lizardman23 on Instagram. Wow. I didn't know that was a thing. I can't believe I forgot to tell you this. I feel oh so goofy. God. Okay, hold on. Instagram. wonder how he votes. <laughs> I feel pretty confident 
that he's in our camp. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, okay, Lizard Man 23, the Lizard Man. Do you know that he had... He yeah, a, it's the at the Lizard Man 23. So this he was a, a PhD candidate at yes, University Yes, girl, I do Albany. know that. I do know that. I read all up about it. So we were standing in front of it. We were standing in line to vote, and my friend Dirty was like, hey, a few dudes behind us, I think that is a Ripley's Believe It or Not Lizard Man. And I look behind me, and there's a man with a green face who's most of his face is covered in a mask and like a bucket hat. And I was like, I can see it. And then we looked it up, and he lives in Austin. Wow. He's got subdermals that give him like a ridged eyebrow. Yeah. He has bifurcated his tongue. All right. And shaved his teeth to sharp points. Okay. And truly, and as much as you can see, he's covered in like an aquamarine tattoo to look like well, a lizard. Well, thanks for being a voter, lizard man. You know man. what? <laughs> He was out there. I literally looked once back and I was like, oh yeah, I guess, I guess you're right. And then I looked him up on Insta and I was like, that's totally the guy. That um, is crazy. Yeah, it's it's pretty nutty. We were at like some sports, like a Austin Recreational Center or something in South Austin. Um, Man. I just, I met up with, so on Friday, my this is really sweet. My friend Anna, for this year for her birthday gifts to all her friends, gave us Global Entry. Oh, that's such a nice idea. Hell of a year for it, but yes. Nice. <laughs> Hell of a year. Gorgeous idea. And so she took me and Emily to the airport and like bust out her credit card and was like, you're getting Global Entry. Because Emily's about to go report her album in LA. And that's nice. All sorts of fun stuff. Um, and so we decided to go get lunch at Chewy's afterwards. And then after that, I went with Emily and her wife, Dirty, um, two of my best friends to go vote. And it was just a whole day. But anyway, we saw the lizard man there and that was friggin' wild as hell. You get, you gotta love being in Austin. Yeah. That's what I told you the other day. I miss Austin. That was a classic moment of like, oh, here's man. Austin. Yeah. This is keeping Austin weird. We appreciate you, lizard man. We love you, the lizard man. Um, anyway, so next week will be the American Horror Story historical universe. Yes. And we will, it'll be an interesting diversion for us. And at some point before 2021 hits, I will have a breakdown of who we have covered, mm-hmm. what years we have covered. Mm. That's a great one. So we can see some of our blind spots, I think. I think it's a great idea. I think so. Uh, the the answer's always in the data, girls. I feel like the 20s are a blind spot for us. And the 30s, but I don't want to watch I, depression what, stuff. I mean, what do you want? Just want to look at a bunch of Dorothea Lang photos no, from the I 30s? Don't. How about I that? Don't. I don't. Anyways, y'all have a blessed week. Uh, watch some American Horror Story if it, you know, tickles it, your fancy. If it tickles your taint. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye.